This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 606. Make sure that you're checking out MarkNot.com. Listen and subscribe over at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you may be listening to those podcasts. Also, make sure that you head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash out to buy a t-shirt. Head on over to Twitter. Give us a follow over there. Give us a follow on Instagram. Also, give us a follow on TikTok. Also, give us a follow on Twitch. And give us a like on Facebook. But I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave, and I am here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome, as always. How about yourself? Doing uh, great. How was your week? It was good. I flew down to Orlando, Florida. Orlando. I, I don't know if I said that last week, but I stayed at the Boardwalk Inn, which is on Disney property. And I Very cool. I stayed there once before back in 2006, but I really don't remember much from that trip. Mm-hmm. But I ended up checking Brandon in. Random parties hard. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the high school days. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But I ended up checking in and headed to Hollywood Studios because they were celebrating Disney Plus Day. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, let me uh, make note. I gave a shout out last week to Cars on the Go. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be a TV series, like an actual 30-minute length TV show. Yeah. It's what I would consider a short. It's like 12 minutes an episode. But they're entertaining, so All still right. check it it's out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were down there for this entire Disney Expo and everything. No, D23's in Anaheim. So Yeah, but you were down in Florida at Disney. <laughs> I was, it. yeah. But uh, So Disney Plus Day, they ended up giving out Disney Plus Day Mickey ears and pins. And they had special photo ops, one with uh, Chip and Dale in their Rescue Rangers gear, so... I thought that was pretty cool. And Yeah, that's that's a rarity too, right? Yeah. And uh I think they had they were supposed to have more of them, but like it was just raining the whole day. Mm-hmm. It rained the whole week I was there, so I think they only had that one in a Star Wars available. Uh-huh. And you love Star Wars. Yeah, I uh the verse ride that I went on was Rise of the Resistance actually with like no that's weight. Funny. There was like no weight, which was surprising. That's funny. So what did you think about the releases of uh Disney, what they announced. I it's I think the there's Disney a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. I think I'm gonna wait to talk about it with Chris though. Ah, uh, all right, all right, sounds good. I see how how it is. <laughs> so tell me more about Disney though. But yeah, so Rise of the Resistance. I'll always say this is literally one of the best rides at Disney right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I went ahead and did Tower of Terror twice. The wait was only 13 minutes, which means there's no wait. I think mm-hmm. it's funny that they they do that. But, because uh, I don't think the last time I didn't ride the Tower of Terror, but I'm a big fan of Tower of Terror, so I rode it twice, and, and the second time, I had 
all intentions of going on again. Mm-hmm. And the second time, I'm like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't go on it <laughs> again because I got like dizzy for a second. Oh, I guess from the drop, whatever. But it was, it's fun. I I enjoy the Tower of Terror. Okay. The next day, I ended up going to Epcot, and I did Frozen Ever After, which is a great ride. If you have never been on it, it replaced Maelstrom, which is unfortunate, but still. And I ended up grabbing a watermelon doll whip, which I was really hoping that they had, and they ended up having it. I thought it was pretty good, maybe not worth the price, mm-hmm. and it kind of tasted like strawberries, but I was really looking forward to trying a watermelon doll whip when they introduced it last year. I was like, well, I definitely want to get that, so. A watermelon Dole Whip. Yeah, so they brought it back this year, and it's one place you can get it is in Epcot. Mm -hmm. So check it out. It's uh, non-dairy, for those of you who can't have dairy. Oh, perfect. I also saw Hoobastank, and I had Ah. no clue, because it's like, when else am I ever going to? Like, I'm never, ever going to pay to see Hoobastank. No. So I like Epcot when they have these concerts that I could just go and see a band like Hoobastank. Mm-hmm. Had no idea they were as heavy as they were as far as rock music goes. Like, I know the reason, and that's it. Which mm-hmm. is like straight up pop pop rock or whatever. I hate that song so much. <laughs> that song just so... Uh, Why, though? It's just annoying and whiny. So, I, I, I'm a big fan of that song. Got to hear it. I thought they were really good. And it was crazy because, like, people knew every single word to all their songs. And I'm like, how do you know more than one song? <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. And the guy came out. They did sound check beforehand, which is, I think, rare for Epcot. hmm And uh, he was talking in the front row. He goes, how do these, like, how do these shows normally work? Like, with set lists, do we play the same thing over and over again or what? And the, the person in the front was like, oh, sometimes, like, the band will play the same set list. Sometimes they'll play, like a different set each show because there's three shows in a day for the most part. Mm-hmm. So when when she said that, I was like, oh my God, I hope they're not going to change it to where they're about to play the reason like at the very last show because I really didn't want to go to more than one show. <laughs> Even God though I really, I do enjoy. Actually do that. What? God bless you. If you were actually going to go to more than one Uva Stank to hear To hear the reason, yes, I would have. I am so sorry to hear that. I went to, uh, I had to go to, I, and I, again, I don't mind going to multiple concerts because I enjoy going to concerts regardless of who they are. But um, one time when I went to see Richard Marks, he didn't play his biggest hit until the last show. I was like, what the heck? But mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind sitting through a Richard Marks concert, though. So I think right. I went twice to that one. But Hoobastank, I thought they were really good. After that, I did have... Um, uh, I, I had a, I guess you would say a queue. I was in the queue for Guardians of the Galaxy. That's all the way at the front of the, the park, though. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law, my mom, my brother, and my niece showed up during the concert. So we're in the back of Epcot. We went to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And then we had dinner reservations at Garden Grill, which was the first time that I ate there. And... I really wanted to eat there because some of the food that you eat there is actually grown in Disney World. Oh, very interesting. Which you could see on Living with the Land, so I think that's pretty cool. Saturday, mm-hmm. it freaking poured. 
like poured and I went to Magic Kingdom and because the crowds were so low, I literally got to do so many things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Later in the day, I also ended up in the, the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse walkthrough because my niece was going on it. And I was like, this is one of the things that I've never done as an adult. I don't know if I did it as a child. All right. It, so you got to do a lot there. It's not something I would ever do because it's like exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're climbing a treehouse here. But I went, I ended up going in there and... uh for dinner, we went to the Crystal Palace, which is normally character dining with Winnie the Pooh and friends, but it hasn't returned. I think it comes back next week. Mm-hmm. Standard buffet. I think I've eaten there before, like 26 years ago. And uh, then I went on the Prince Charming carousel because it's like, again, as an adult, I've definitely never been on that. Yeah. And I think as an adult, the only rides and attractions that I haven't done in Magic Kingdom are the... As an adult, did I say that? Yeah, yeah. The Magic Carpets of Aladdin. It's a standard, mm-hmm. like, Dumbo-esque ride. The Tom Sawyer Island. Have never been there as an adult. And the Mad Tea Party, which is 100% something I'm never going to do. I don't want to sit in a teacup and spin. Yeah. And then the Astro Orbiter, which I... it's a, Again, that's like a Dumbo thing, but it's on top of uh, Tomorrowland, which I think is cool. Very awesome. Sunday. Very cool. Sunday went to Animal Kingdom. Really, really hot there. And the only thing I really wanted to do was do the Kilimanjaro Safari. So I did that. Went to Rafiki's Planet Watch, but didn't do anything there because I just missed the the time period for the drawing class. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucked. But I, uh, it was just so hot there. So I went. We did. It's tough to be a bug. And then mistakenly went to Rainforest Cafe for an early dinner. Oh, and it's exactly how I remembered it. Bad. Yeah, there. I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's just so bad. I don't know. I, there, there's what two. What made you go there instead of something that was like? <sighs> my more... mom thought it would be nice for my niece with all like the atmosphere and everything. Oh, bad, bad move. She freaked out when we went to Garden Grill. By the way, it's a character dining. We walk in. We pass the the characters: Chip, Dale, Pluto. And she's like sitting in the booth, super excited to like, she's like, oh, I'm so, so excited to meet them, blah, blah, blah. Then they come over. Mickey Mouse pops out of nowhere. And you hear like the, of his feet pops out of nowhere. She gets scared so. And that was it. That was the end of that. Like no more characters for her. That was it. So nice, nice. Rainforest Cafe, fast forward. There's no characters, but there's thunderstorms. Throughout mm-hmm. the night. Yeah. So the of lights course. go out and the animatronics move and everything. There's loud sounds. She, I don't think she liked it at all. The food was uh, was not good at all. It was Rainforest Cafe. Don't eat there. There's a video. Somebody went on a road trip to every single Rainforest Cafe. It's dumb. Don't do it. That's not getting my stamp of approval. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Monday uh, had an impromptu breakfast at Whispering Canyon Cafe, which had... Eggs, Mickey and Minnie waffles, turkey sausage and bacon, and then potatoes. And it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I must have done a Disney breakfast as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not normally a breakfast guy, but we went ahead and did that. And I was very happy to have that meal. There so I go. enjoyed that. And then I went to Magic Kingdom by myself and went to Hall, the Hall of Presidents, did Pirates of the Caribbean again. And uh, I went to go to the Tom Sawyer Island to cross it off that list, but it was closed, so 
And because it was too hot, I just went back to the hotel, and that was really it. And I ended the night with some pizza from Blaze. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, That sounds like a lot. Yeah, it was a, a lot, a lot, a lot there. That sounds like a lot, but let's get on to it. But how was let's your t- week? I know you went, to, you went to the city, no? No, no, no. Didn't you? No, no. Yeah, I, I, I do a little bit of everything, but let's talk about some pro wrestling. Let's talk about some SmackDown. SmackDown. From last week, we didn't mention on the show, I just wanted to mention it, that uh, Imperium picked up the victory over the Brawling Brutes, and this was in the opening, the opening contest. The crowd was so loud for this match. I thought that was really cool to see that. We saw Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez pick up the victory over Toxic and- Attraction. And that match was incredible with uh, Imperium. Imperium, yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey picked up the victory over Lacey Evans, Natalia, Sonya Deville, and Zia Lee to become the number one contender. So she's going to be facing Liv Morgan at Extreme Rules, which I think sucks. I want normal yeah. opponents like Sonya, like Zia Lee for Liv Morgan. Like, get her away from Ronda Rousey, get her away from Shayna Baszler. Was she going to go ahead and lose the title to, to Ronda Rousey now at Extreme Rules? Or is she going to have another victory, a third victory over Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Uh, we saw Braun Strowman take out the Alpha Academy, including a powerbomb to Otis, which I thought was super impressive. I made my niece watch that clip, and she was, like, amazed <laughs> with it. I thought that was funny. And then uh, we saw another match. Street Profits and Hit Row teamed up to take on Los Lotharios and Maximum Male Models. We did get Max Dupree uh, maybe teasing the return of LA Knight. Yeah, he said he had to go get a knight. Something like that. Or be a knight. Something Something like that. that. We also saw earlier with the Bloodline, Sami Zayn uh, really just introduced everybody to Solo Sokoa, in case you didn't know him from NXT, which I thought was very well done. Sami Zayn, also fantastic. But the main event, we saw Drew McIntyre pick up the victory over Solo Sokoa via disqualification, if I'm not mistaken, or I don't remember now. I know the Usos got involved, Sami Zayn got involved, the Street Profits got involved, and Karrion Cross ended SmackDown choking out Drew McIntyre. And this was really dramatic because the the it was really cool because you started to see the screen fade, and as he's choking out uh, Drew McIntyre, the screen is fading, and you hear the commentary, and then the screen goes pure dark, but you still hear commentary not as strong, and then it just fades off. I thought that that was really cool uh, production aspect that we've never had before. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, but. Let's get on to it. That was SmackDown. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Opens up Seth Rollins. Brought up how uh, Matt Riddle wants a rematch, and he's not having it. He's he's good on the rematch. The crowd chanted rematch. But then he brought up how it's been a long time since he's held a championship. Matt Riddle interrupted. They They lead to a brawl there. Seth ran off. The Judgment Day comes out, and they're like, we're not there to fight. We want you to join us to Matt Riddle. Yeah, and then uh, Damian Priest kind of uh, tries to encourage Matt Riddle to join them, talking about their past a little bit, how they both uh, have known each other for a very long time. For those that don't know, they both trained at Monster Factory. Yeah. So, 
But yeah. he said he's focused on Seth Rollins, so no. And then Finn Balor gave him that ultimatum and ultimately took Riddle out. Leading to the match, Finn Balor picks up the victory over Matt Riddle. We saw Riddle take out Damian Priest. But Priest got involved again later on. Rey Mysterio comes out of nowhere and takes Damian Priest out. Riddle was able to take over a little bit, but Balor ends up reversing the floating bro. Goes for the coup de grace only to have Matt Riddle reverse that, hit that hangman DDT, and then calls for the RKO. Seth Rollins comes out, gets involved. Balor hits the 19-16, coup de grace, finish, boom. Seth Rollins hits the curb stomp afterwards. That's that. I thought that ending sequence was really good, and then the involvement with Seth Rollins after I thought was good. Yeah, I Seth agree with you. Later on, referred to himself as the face of Monday Night Raw. And Bobby Lashley interrupted him to tell him that he doesn't have gold, so he can't be the face of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, then Rollins tells him that, you know, that's not really the gold that he had in mind, but he wouldn't mind taking uh, Bobby Lashley's gold off of him. Yeah, so that gets set up for next week. Yeah, next up, Dominic. Yeah, backstage, you know, he had a promo, heavy promo cut about Rey Mysterio and Edge and his involvement with what took place. How he became his own person at Clash of the Castle. Yeah. He's like, why did you never get to try to get to know me, Dad? <laughs> you always just try to teach me. And then Rhea Ripley was like whispering in his ear, which I thought, yeah, I thought that segment was kind of goofy. It was, but it also showed the control that she has on him. Yeah, and that which th- this is exactly why people, you included, everybody's comparing it. Eddie and China. It's nothing like Eddie Guerrero and China I agree at all. I, I agree with you. The only reason I said that was because I saw a tweet about it. It's like not no, even hype-wise, it's, it's not even accurate. No. Eddie Eddie was fully attracted to China and had and wanted China as a love interest. Not China. China had no possession or control over Eddie Guerrero in the same manner that Rhea Ripley has over Dominic. Right. And we saw Rey Mysterio beg Dominic later on to not have the match with Edge. He tried to beg Edge as well. But they went ahead with that match. We'll speak about that in a, a minute. Did I say that weird? I think I did. It's possible. Thought, yeah, I don't know. It sounded weird. But after that, we saw Damage Control pick up the victory over Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez for some reason to become the new tag team champions. I don't understand why. Yeah. I this I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that they're champions. Yeah. But it just makes me question. And it. I liked the match too. I liked like we saw Bailey save Dakota Kai at one point, put her foot on the rope. Raquel backs her up. Aaliyah ends up drop kicking Bailey, and then EO takes Raquel out with that moonsault outside the ring, and Dakota Kai hits the chiropractor to win. Mm-hmm. Why? Did we just have these champions become champions and then lose two weeks later? I I want, like, it made sense in my head when Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah won because I'm like, oh, of course, Team Bad comes back. Who are they going to get the titles from? They're not going to get it from damage control. Yeah. Now I just have absolutely no idea. Yeah, now it's really makes you wonder. But I'm I'm fine with them being champions. I'm a big fan of damage control. 
Oh, yeah. I agree. Have been since SummerSlam. (laughs) (laughs) After that, we saw Johnny Gargano pick up the victory over Chad Gable. Earlier in the night, Austin Theory introduced Chad Gable as as, uh, Johnny Gargano's opponent. And this was dope to see because this was the match that I brought up last week for Johnny Gargano to have against on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And it got we got to see Johnny show off his technical side in this match. And this match was really awesome. The I crowd, mean, it got to show off Gable, too. The crowd was a bit quiet for this, but... It, it seemed like by the end, they started to come around. Yeah, though. they got loud for the finish. And yeah, Chad Gable did phenomenal. Johnny Gargano, that both of them worked so well together. Chad Gable, uh, we can't say this enough on the show. Chad Gable is a phenomenal talent. Yeah. Otis tried to get involved afterwards. Uh... Or uh, to no, no avail. He just got a crotch chop. Was it afterwards, though? Yeah, after. And then, yeah, and then Johnny left, right? I felt like that was kind of like a heel thing to do. No way. I mean, he hit him with the... He ducked his uh, his charge, and then he hit him with the crotch chop, uh, crotch chop, and he bailed. I guess it's like work smarter, not harder, or whatever. Yeah. And then Austin exactly. Theory hit Johnny Gargano with the Money in the Bank briefcase and took a selfie. Yeah, right from behind. And that leads Austin Theory to the ring where he spoke about Johnny Gargano, called him overrated, and Kevin Owens came out, and Austin Theory said the same thing as last week. Theory, he's he's done. He's done more in the past five months than Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano have done in five years. And Kevin Owens is like, you were handed everything, and I can't yeah. blame you for that. When I won the Universal Championship, I was handed it. Yeah, this was like Kevin Owens speaking directly to Sam Punk, maybe. Uh, no. Perhaps, but <laughs> Kevin Owens said he doesn't think Austin Theory has what it takes to be the future of WWE and told him to prove it. So to me, it's kind of like what Dolph Ziggler did with Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens slaps the absolute hell out of Austin Theory, and they end up brawling, pull apart. And it looked like Austin Theory broke his nose in that segment. Yeah. But this, does it seem like the same thing that they did with Ziggler? It definitely seems very uh, similar to what took place with what took place with uh, Ziggler. Also, I'd like to know where Dolph Ziggler's been. Yeah, very forgettable. After uh, that, Bianca Belair came out, issued an open challenge, and I saw people complain about who showed up. It makes no sense. They were like, oh, I want somebody unexpected. How the hell are you <laughs> expecting Sonya Deville? Yeah. Sonya Deville came out. She said she hasn't forgotten about the, uh, the that Bianca Belair basically got her fired. Everything that happened with Belair on SmackDown. Yeah. And then Bianca picked up the victory over Sonya Deville to retain the Raw Women's Championship, which I thought was a pretty good match. Obvious outcome. But I don't hate this match. Yeah, I, I didn't dislike it. Bailey came out afterwards and spoke about getting a title shot. And uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky hopped up on the ring apron, and then three of them surrounded her. And Bianca Belair went for Bailey. They end up taking her out, but Alexa Bliss and Asuka ran down, made the save. Yeah. Um, and that kind of worked out because that left. Um, that left. What's. Um, it left Bailey just trying to defend herself, but. Was not able to. Right. You know? Next up, you had a kind of uh, an awesome segment where awesome. they went. Yeah, they went to The Miz and Marissa. Oh, you missed the match. 
Oh yeah, Belair picked up the victory over. <laughs> That's Sonya. what I was wondering with the awesomeness. Uh, no, almost, almost. Oh, almost missed that one. Almost picked up the victory over Cash Marazzi and Ryan Toomes. Yeah, almost. Uh, can't blame me for that one. I think the bigger thing from this segment was Raw, the feed cutting out, and we getting the uh, the technical difficulties. Please stand by. Yeah, that was different. I don't know what like. I guess since Triple H took over, people are like, oh, almost hasn't been on TV. Here's almost on TV now. I don't think this was necessary. I don't, what, what do you possibly do with almost? Um, I don't know. There's really not much that you can do with him. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's limited in what he's able to do. Yeah. You know? But after that, we did have that segment with Miz and Maurice where they were in uh, their home. I forget what they call it now. It's not Chateau Marmiz. I forget what it was. But they had a big premiere to go to, and Maurice was like, there's absolutely no way Dexter Loomis is getting into the house. Yeah, they had the Miz even say hi to his children and everything. Everybody getting airtime on this one. We saw Loomis outside the window during the interview. After Miz left, we saw him inside the house. So Loomis breached the the perimeter somehow and got in. Yeah. Main event saw Edge pick up the victory over Dominic via disqualification. Um, Dominic, I guess, has a now a darker version of his theme song now, which I liked. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Edge, though, controlled the majority of this match. Yeah, and it, I liked it. And it wasn't until Rhea Ripley took Edge's leg out at one point. She held on to Dominic's leg so he couldn't even hit that sup- the superplex off the top rope. Mm-hmm. I think this was definitely a match that Dominic needed to elevate him now that he's branched away from Rey Mysterio. We did see Rey get involved, which uh, I don't know if I don't know. I don't know how Hmm. I feel about that. About his involvement? Yeah, like he got in there. He still he like pretty much prevented Edge from winning at that point. He Mm -hmm. tried to stop Edge and then Edge like shook him off and then the Judgment Day jumped in. Yeah. After the bell, Rhea Ripley hit Edge with that steel chair. Then Dominic hit Edge's leg with it. And then Finn Balor hit that coup de gras while Edge's leg was elevated onto the chair. Next week, yeah. are we going to see Edge having problems with Rey Mysterio now that he tried to, to prevent him from doing what he did? It's possible. I mean, I kind of feel like we're... I don't know. I can't see Edge having problems with Rey Mysterio, but I feel like Edge, potentially, maybe this was a way to write him off for a little bit. I don't know. I mean, kind of, I guess this could lead to Rey Mysterio versus Dominic at some point. Yeah, but I still feel like the bigger picture is Edge and Beth. Mm-hmm. Edge and Beth? I don't know if we're going to get to see that soon. I don't know. Edge and Beth versus Rhea Ripley and Dominic. I don't know. Perhaps. Uh, Maybe SummerSlam. Or, uh, SummerSlam? SummerSlam. Survivor Series. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Past that one. Survivor Series, maybe. I think, what is it? Extreme Rules? Hell in a Cell? Survivor yeah, I think Series, so. maybe? I believe so. Also, um, Crown Jewel? Yes, yes. Very true. But that was but. Monday Night Raw moving over to NXT, which kicked off with the Tag Team Championships on the line in a steel cage match picked 
by the fans. This was the one-year episode of 2.0, or one-year anniversary, I should say. Pretty Deadly picked up the victory of the Creeds to retain the championships. Crowd, super hot for this. Yeah, and I'm glad that Pretty Deadly retained. But not without, like, uh, uh, involvement from outside. Yeah, true, but I I don't know. I kind of expected that involvement, you know? We, we saw a uh, really nice superplex from Pretty Deadly off the top of the cage. I thought that was nuts. The, the cannonball doomsday device that the Creed's did I thought was cool, but Damon Kemp came out, cuffed Julius at the top of the cage. Brutus couldn't break the cuffs off of Julius. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting hit with spilt milk, kicks out the first time, but gets hit with it for a second time, loses the match because of that. Next week, we'll probably see something with the Creed's and Damon Kemp. So. Um, Probably. I would say so. Next up, you had Fallon Henley pick up the victory over Lash Legend. Um, I don't think this match was needed. Yeah, this match didn't do anything for me. Like, it was so quick that I don't really think it was needed. But backstage, they ran into Toxic Attraction. Uh, Jensen was all tongue-tied around Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. And then Henley got into a shout-out, a, a shouting match between... Her and, I guess, Toxic Attraction, mainly Mandy. So yeah. perhaps Fallon, this victory over Lash Legend, she'll uh, potentially get a title shot. I think this definitely pushes her up there a little bit more. Also backstage, we saw Ulyssa Leone come out of the trainer's room and announce that she has an injury. And then Sanga was speaking to her and uh, Valentina, just like trying to hype them up and, and say, don't worry, blah, blah, blah. Now's the time to shine. And Robert Stone and Von Wagner interrupted them. So I think we'll probably see Von Wagner versus Sanga next week. So, um, Very possible. But very possible. I, I do still like that group of Sanga and... Yulisa and Valentina. Yeah. Well, yeah, making their, I guess, return. Well. Back to NXT. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we saw Toxic Attraction come out. Mandy spoke about unifying the titles. And then JC called themselves the uh, the best super group or whatever they said. And and they, they want the, they want, I guess, I don't know if they necessarily said they want the titles from Casey and, and Katana, but. They're uh, on loan right now. They addressed Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, but Alba Fire came out and said that she's going to be the next champion. And then she just took out everybody. Yeah, she held that bat to Mandy's throat and then took them all out. And before she could hit the swanton on Mandy Rose, Toxic Attraction pulled her out. Yeah. We saw her right out of there. Another segment uh, backstage video package-esque Cora Jade. Trashing the whole women's roster, claiming that by this time next year she's going to be on the top of the industry. And then it cut to Wendy Chu afterwards and said that Cora's jealous of Roxanne. Lash Legend interrupted her, so that's probably going to end up being a match. Wendy Chu and Lash Legend. Yeah. Uh, I believe Roxanne Perez had a, a, a video package segment in response later on. I think so. But uh, match after that, we saw Quincy Elliott pick up the victory over Sean Gallagher, making uh, his debut on 
NXT TV where... Yeah, apparently Quincy Elliott paying tribute to Viscera. Uh, paying tribute to a lot of people, it seems. Why, who else? Well, I mean, before he did the bonsai drop, he did that Goldust taunt. Oh, yeah, that's true. But that's true. He used to come out on a Vespa. If you watch NXT level up, that's how his entrance. Now he comes out in a chair, turns around. I think his outfit... Is, did you like read somebody like actually did he say that it was a tribute to Mabel? I saw him I saw somebody post a comparison of him and Viscera and then I saw him reply to that person confirming it. So it's beyond toyetic for you action figure fans. And uh just I I wish this match was longer. I like it was a, a somewhat relatively quick match but I enjoyed yeah, everything of this. I feel like you can't have it really um, longer than that. No, and I mean, it, it's not necessary to have it longer, but what they did in that match I thought was fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. he's super behind, uh, the crowd super behind him there. Yeah. After that, Tony D'Angelo and Stax picked up the victory over Cameron Grimes and later Joe Gacy. Cameron Grimes chose to be his own partner for this match and then we saw Schism come out and Joe Gacy offered his help as a partner. Gacy tagged himself in at one point, took control of the match, and Cameron Grimes yelled at him afterwards. Yeah, Grimes was not having any of it. I mean, and Gacy just wanted a hug. Yeah, they end up winning, and Gacy tries to get him to join again, and Grimes is a solid no. So the dyad attacked him and Got helped. beat down. Yeah, they helped, he helped, uh, they helped Joe Gacy take him out, and... Later on, we saw the Dyad attack Malik Blade and Idris and Ophi for, for no reason. Mm-mm. Yeah, but next up you had J.D. McDonough. Getting his beard shaved. Yeah. <laughs> Talking um, about manscaping, and uh, he got cut. And he's ultimately talking about how... Uh, we're talking about Tyler Bate and Brom Breaker. But I'm wondering if maybe they did that him getting cut thing to maybe signify a first blood match. That'd be interesting. I feel like it's no. Uh huh. Because like we've, we don't see blood. Yeah. But like there had to have been a reason maybe that he got cut and they showed the blood. Mm hmm. But we saw Braun breaker get interviewed and he spoke about NXT 2.0 and how he was in the first match of NXT 2.0 a year ago. They spoke about Tommaso Ciampa and losing the first time in the, the championship match. And he spoke about inducting his his uncle and his father, the Steiner brothers, into the WWE Hall of Fame. Then winning the championship on Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Unifying the, the tag, the, not the tag team titles, the NXT title and the UK championship. Yeah. Not really much of anything with like substance, but... No, he was voted nothing. It was it, yeah, it was just a further like he was voted superstar of the year. Grayson Waller gets pissed that he wasn't part of the the final four even. And then we saw Tyler Bate where he wants a rematch with Braun Breaker, but he also brings up that if JD McDonough wants a, a shot, he needs to go go through him first. But that doesn't make sense to me because JD McDonough had a shot at Braun Breaker and lost. Yeah, I don't uh I don't, I don't know. know. Some some of the booking on NXT is, is it falls flat to me. Uh, same thing with some of the matches fall flat to me. Well, after uh, that, we saw Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark pick up the victory over Ariana Grace and Kiana James, which I thought was a good tag team match for them. 
But yeah. I wonder if Stark and Lion should get a title shot against Kind Sky. Are they not owed um, that? I mean, I feel like they are. Why? Why? They they were both they were in the tournament and got taken out. I mean, so was Toxic Attraction. And they got the shot. What do you mean? Toxic Attraction got a shot at being in that tournament. I don't know. I wouldn't give they it lost. to them. They lost. Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark so why would they, were not. So why would they automatically get a shot at the championship why and were they in the to tournament? go to everybody else? Why were they in the tournament? They were in the tournament for a reason. I don't know. I could well. I mean, I could see them going through uh, challenging them. I wouldn't really mind it either. I'm not way. saying they're going to win the titles. I don't think they should win the titles, but. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Why not? Like Do it on SmackDown. Owed. <laughs> Do it on SmackDown. They are owed that. But after that, we yeah. saw Hank Walker, the security guard, pick up the victory over Javier Barnell. Uh, which, one, I have to say, I think it's hilarious that Wade Barrett was trashing the fact that Hank was a security guard and not a wrestler. Only for Vic Joseph to be like, weren't you once a security guard <laughs> with Degeneration X? And I thought that was so funny because Wade, like, stopped was talking. Was he? Yeah, him and Sheamus were both security guards in a DX segments. I don't remember. Yeah, well, I mean, it was before they were... That's funny. Before they were people, uh, famous or whatever. But yeah. I liked that they also explained that they use prospects for NXT as security. So that's why we'll sometimes see somebody like Hank, the security guard, now becoming a, a superstar in NXT. Mm-hmm. He won the match with a running chop lock or whatever it was, and he was over with the PC. I don't know where this goes from here, but... Yeah, well, next up you had Wes Lee. Backstage Wesley. earlier, yeah. yeah. He won the pole to face Carmelo Hayes in the North American Championship match. I, I did not vote for him. I, Who were the choices? Wesley, Joe Gacy, and Grayson Waller? I voted for Grayson Waller. Uh, I know Wesley was like a landslide victory, though. Yeah. But earlier in the night, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes attacked him, took him out. And we go to the, the match itself. Who's going to show up? It's Solo Sokoa. And he came Crowd out. Crowd went crazy for him. Yeah, and he's like, like I said, I got next. Yeah, he's like, I pretty much, yeah, what he said, that I got next. He remembers exactly what was done. It was cool to see the carryover of that storyline, too. Yeah, and then we saw Solo Sokoa pick up the victory over Carmelo Hayes to become the new North American champion, which I feel like was a match that Solo couldn't lose. I also wish that Hayes didn't lose Mm -hmm. but trick williams got involved and hit solo sokoa's injured knee carmelo hayes worked on the injured knee as well but solo uh like i said he like he couldn't lose it just it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for him to lose especially with the bloodline they they run wwe yeah and this is really interesting because now with everything with the bloodline I mean, are we going to see this carry up into the main roster with Solo? I mean, by the time this episode goes out, SmackDown probably, I assume, Solo Sokoa is champion. Yeah, well, I guess, well, I mean, why wouldn't he be? Right. He, I mean, and I'm, he, I, I assume he'll have the title with him is what I mean. Like, they all have oh, gold oh. and then maybe Sami Zayn's like, well, I mean, yeah. I feel like I should have gold, guys. and <laughs> Yeah. And then does something where... I know Sean Ross Sapp pitched that uh, maybe Sammy should win the, the 24-7 championship somehow. That would be fun. I think that would be phenomenal. Because it's like... That would be really funny and great. Somehow he gets it from Dana Brooke. But 
nobody's going to go after Sami Zayn if the bloodline backs him up. Yeah. So I think him, like, treating it as if, like, he's on the same level as Solo Sokoa, the Usos, and Roman Reigns as far as being champion goes, mm-hmm. I think that's comedy gold. And Sean Ross Sapp, I think, has uh, hit that nail right on the head right there for that. Yeah, I hope they that's do that. for sure. Uh, we haven't seen the 24-7 championship much since Triple H took over, so mm-hmm. I think it was just uh, maybe one match on main event or something. Something like that. But as far as the match goes, it's like, do I feel like, do I do I think Carmelo Hayes should have lost? No. But I'm totally fine with how it went. Yeah, I I'm mean, totally I, I, Solo I understand it I, 100%. Like, cause, like I said, Solo couldn't have lost that match. There's no way. Yeah. With him coming up to... SmackDown, there's no way. No, no, no. But and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. No. Where Carmelo goes from here, maybe he goes to SmackDown. Maybe he goes to Monday Night Raw. Maybe he becomes NXT champion. Probably not. Could be. I don't know. No. And then NXT ends with a, a video package narrated by Shawn Michaels. Was just like a, uh, I guess, uh, a, a recap. Look back. Yeah, I don't know. What yeah. To, yeah, recap a look, video. A look of, back of the, on the everything. Year. Yeah, we got the shot of Miz, we got shots of Natty, Dolph Ziggler, everybody's showing up, and, and the, the past year of NXT 2.0, and then the, the multicolored NXT logo turns white, black, and gold, and 2.0 is dropped. Yeah, it's back to the black and gold era. Cheers. Or I don't even know, because the logo itself is white. That's true. So it's like white and gold now. So, um, you know, they say evolution is a mystery. So, <laughs> so uh, what happens on the next week? Epi- next week's episode of NXT. I don't know what happens with NXT 2.0. I guess it goes away, and just NXT is um, back. I, somebody, I, I saw somebody. Um, one of the news sites was reporting that Halloween Havoc is being jotted down as a takeover event. And, and since Vince and Bruce Pritchard took over to uh, NXT, we hadn't had a takeover. Wow, that's weird. They'd all been special events. Yeah, just that's normal very like PLEs or whatever. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, hmm. Here's to well. NXT. Let's see. Here's the future. I'm gonna move over to SmackDown, which opened up with Logan Paul, who came out to a sea of booze. It seems like he has to win over the crowd every time he's on television with WWE. But Roman Reigns was on his podcast this past week, and Logan Paul had mentioned wanting a one-on-one match against Roman Reigns. He announced that he's hosting a press conference in Las Vegas on Saturday. Paul Heyman came out with the bloodline without Roman Reigns. And they both brought up Floyd Mayweather and his fight with Floyd Mayweather and how he was able to go pretty much go the distance with Floyd Mayweather without getting knocked out. And Logan Paul spoke about the press conference and how maybe he could land one lucky shot on Roman Reigns and become the new champion. Paul Heyman got Solo Sokoa up on the apron and Logan was like, I'm pretty sure I can knock you out before Solo gets to me. And then Sami Zayn stepped in the ring and claimed he had he had everything under control. Logan Paul ends up punching him. Usos and Solo Sokoa jump in the ring, but Logan Paul left. Leading right into Ricochet picking up the victory over Sami Zayn. 
Right at the start of the match, I like there was a five-man bloodline taunt. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but Michael Cole at one point brought up how Sami Zayn and Ricochet first met one-on-one in PWG, which was really crazy to hear. But I, overall, I thought it was a fun match. I thought uh, we, we, we saw Jimmy at one point distract Ricochet. Logan Paul got up on the apron to distract the referee, so Ricochet was able to kick out of that. Jay got, got into the ring, and the referee didn't count for Sami Zayn, so Sami Zayn confronted Jay Uso about it, got kind of pissed off. Ricochet was able to jump onto all of them and then hit the shooting star press to pick up the victory. So Sami Zayn was not happy with Jay Uso there. Madcap Moss ran down afterwards with a chair to back him up against... Uh, well, to back Logan Paul and Ricochet up against the Usos and, and Solo Sokoa. We had a a promo, I guess, with Karrion Cross, where he addressed what he did to Drew McIntyre last week. And then later on in the show, Drew McIntyre had a quick rebuttal promo, saying that the only counting he'll have to worry about is 3-2-1, alluding to the Claymore. We saw Max and Maxine Dupree introduce the back-to-school collection. And I, I laughed at Michael Cole saying, wasn't school back already, like, weeks ago? But Braun Strowman came out and destroyed Massey and Mansois. And then Chad Gable came out. Otis attacked Braun Strowman from behind. Otis hit a world's strongest slam on Braun Strowman. And Braun sat right up. So it makes Otis, to me, look like a beast for being able to hit that World's Strongest Slam on Braun Strowman. And it makes Braun Strowman look like a beast or a monster for sitting right up. After that, we saw Damage Control, where Bailey got interrupted by Raquel Rodriguez, who got right into the ring and drove Damage Control off. Led right into their match, where Bailey picked up the victory. Kai and Sky distracted Raquel Rodriguez, which allowed Bailey to take over the match. It allowed her to, to kick out Raquel's knee. I don't like the back-to-back matches having outside interference. But Dakota Kai got involved again, and Raquel was able to hit her elbow on her and Bailey at the same time. Distracted by Dakota Kai, though. Eo Sky was able to get up on the ring apron and and rake the eyes of Raquel leading to the end of the match. And then damage control jumped Raquel and Shotzi Blackheart made the save. So Shotzi, I guess she's sick and tired of not getting a title shot and, and, and everything and, and, and being disrespected, I guess. But here's a bigger picture where she's now tired of damage control trying to take what she thinks maybe she's earned. So if that gets Shotzi back on television and wrestling damage control, I'm all for that. After that, we had Ronda Rousey with a sit-down interview with Kayla Braxton, which was pretty much interrupted right away by Liv Morgan, who I guess kind of called Ronda Rousey fake and said that Ronda Rousey should be respecting her. She beat Ronda Rousey twice. The only person to ever do so. And I brought this up earlier. I don't want this to be the match. But Liv Morgan laid out the challenge for Extreme Rules to have an Extreme Rules match. 
And Ronda Rousey accepted that. She's had an I quit match before. Not something like this, though. So there's aspects of that. We have seen her use weapons before. That's working, I guess, towards Liv's advantage of retaining the championship. The fact that anyone can get involved. But I'd like to see Liv Morgan actually go out there and, like, dominate Ronda Rousey in the match. After that, Solo Sokoa picked up the victory over Madcap Moss to retain the North American Championship. The NXT Championship being defended on... SmackDown, which is I think is pretty cool, but before the match, Solo Sokoa told Jey Uso that he's been off his game this evening, so him and, and Jimmy could stay in the back, and then he asked Sami Zayn to come out with him. I wish this match was a bit shorter, just to have Solo be a bit more dominant, but I thought it was pretty good. Madcap took a while to do so, but he finally worked on Solo's knee. Sami Zayn pulled Solo out of the ring at one point to save him from being pinned. And that basically led to the end of the match because Madcap focused on Sami. Sami went to the ring, blah, blah, blah. Boom, end of the match. So three matches in a row as if this was AEW outside interference. Didn't like the fact that all those matches had outside interference at all. But what are you going to do? Main event saw the Brawling Brutes pick up the victory over Imperium, New Day, and Hit Row to become the number one contenders. Michael Cole let us know that the Viking Raiders are out with an injury. I really enjoyed the Imperium and Brawling Brutes aspect of this match. I enjoyed the strength that Top Dollar got to show off. He at one point had three men on him at one point to do a move. Ridge Holland showing off his strength by hitting an Alabama slammer on uh, on on top dollar. I thought that was pretty dope. But Imperium hit their finisher, and Ridge had a blind tag at the very, very end and made the pin to pick up the victory there. And from this match, I thought either Imperium would win or the Brawling Brutes, and I was leaning more towards the Brawling, the brawling Brutes. And they picked up the victory. They'll go on to SmackDown next week and face the Usos for the Tag Team Championships. Overall, outside of the the stupid outside interference stuff, I enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. Um, Yeah, but I'm going to take a quick break right now. And I'll be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is a superstar, Billy Ray, and the man of the hour, the man with power. And you just do Marking Out. And everybody, please mark out one more time. All right. And back here on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. It's Chris here with Brandon for the second half of your show. Hey. Howdy, hey. Hey, howdy. You're still, uh, still in Disney mode, huh? I'm always in Disney mode. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah, I watched I Pinocchio last night. How was it? It was a Disney I, Plus film. Rachel told, Rachel told me it was weird. <laughs> it was definitely a Disney Plus film. I remember Pinocchio, the actual film, being much longer. I don't I don't know if it is. I felt like okay. there were... I don't know. I feel like it was missing scenes. Really? Yeah. And I still... Well, I have no idea how they got Tom Hanks for a Disney Plus original film. But it's not... So, like, it's it's getting really bad reviews. Yeah. It's Ray, Pinocchio. Yeah, that's a- I don't think it's... I don't think it, it warrants the reviews that it's getting. And we're going to talk a whole mess 
of Disney stuff later in this show. Uh, we saw a bunch of stuff and we saw a bunch of hype stuff. I will say, though, Lady and the Tramp on Disney Plus is much better than Pinocchio was. Okay. All right, maybe, maybe they're still kind of reworking this formula of taking all those classic, uh, you know, uh, Disney movies and making them into, you know, a movie where they can't be canceled for it. I, it's like it's on. It's interesting though to see like which movies go to theaters and which don't, because I truly believe Lightyear was one of those movies that should have just gone to Disney Plus. Oh yes, yeah, so same here. But I think they just, they put too much merchandising into it for them to not. Right. I mean, I was at Wal- I went to Walmart this morning and there was still a whole bunch of Lightyear stuff and a whole bunch of Toy Story stuff. So. And it's not to say that Lightyear was a bad film. It was just like a very. It was very clearly not. A, a movie theater release movie to me. Okay, absolutely. But like you, I, you saw it, right? Yeah, I saw it when it came on Disney Plus. I think we could. Well, I think at no, this point we could spoil it, right? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Emperor Zerg. Our whole life we've been lied to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's 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 been a bad guy our entire life until now. Like not even till now, he is a bad guy still. Yeah. Well, no, like the, the the backstory of him. Right. Well, the backstory yeah. of him, we know who he is now. Yes. So watch Lightyear on Disney Plus, folks. We're not getting paid I, for this. No, we're not getting paid for this <laughs> at all. So, all right, cool. Um, I have gone from zero to sixty in the past week because we're football seasons in full swing and full sports. So Boomer just, sooner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that too. Did they won? I think I don't know. There was a lot of upsets in college football last weekend. I don't pay attention to college football, even though I think I should be. Um, but it's just been, it's been a lot of football. I had a football broadcast last Friday. I filmed a football game on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. I had four youth football games from nine o'clock in the morning till three 30 in the afternoon. You get and any orange slices out of those films or no? I got, I was about to curse, but we did have a food review for some, <laughs> like, um, we did have a food review at our broadcast for, uh, this is like clam shack place that was in diners and drive-ins and dives. And I'm a, and I'm a, I'm a big triple D mark. So when uh, when I got all the information for it, I'm like, can, I'm like, can somebody please say Flavor Town while reviewing this? And it didn't happen, and I was really upset. About did it, you but... eat clams, or you don't even? No, like I did, I like I eat very minimal seafood. Yeah. But, like they had like onion rings, and like the talent got to enjoy. Like they made mini lobster rolls for us, and crab empanadas, and all this, all this stuff. Um, and I'm missing tomorrow. Like we have two broadcasts tomorrow and I'm on one and then our other directors on the other one. And they have like a barbecue place as their food review oh, and we don't man. have a food review. I'm so bummed. <laughs> getting screwed over here. Yeah. You got stuck with clams. Yeah, I know. Well, no, they were like fried clams. They didn't that's bring us any still, of the raw stuff. To me, that's gross. I'm, if yeah. I'm eating fish, it's tuna salad or gefilte fish. That's it. <laughs> or white fish. Right? No, it's We're, well. I mean, gefilte fish is like a combination of white fish and like pike and stuff. But I'm not eating white fish or pike on its own. That's for sure. We are coming up to the holidays too, yeah. and I, I I literally just got asked this week because I've been doing it for the past couple of years because of social distancing. Uh, my father-in-law's temple has asked me to live stream their services. So literally this week, and I'm just looking at my calendar right now, and I'm like, I think I have like. From now until the end of September, with other stuff I'm doing, I don't think I have one day off. Mm. So, I mean, listen, I a month ago, I was sitting here doing nothing. Like, man, I got all this time doing nothing. Now it's like, I have no time. And, like, I like it, and I hate it at the same time, because I want to spend time with my kids, I want to spend time with my wife. You know, they're on the weekends, they're doing all this fun stuff, and this weekend I have to film youth football on a Saturday night. But well, what, hey, did they, listen, what did they do last weekend that you you missed out on? They went to Adventureland. Oh. Yeah. 
So I want to drink the Adventureland beer that's made by Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Oh, I didn't know they had special beer. Yeah, they have an Adventureland Pilsner now. I will say, um, due to COVID, it's unfortunate, and they 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 uh, charge now to get in if you're just spectating. Yes, they do. That's well, unfortunate. The, yeah, it stinks. Well, in um, in, I, in uh, I think it was 2007 when my brother got his license, we ended up going, and they, for some reason, charged that year for people to go in. Okay. And the security guard was like, like, we were just about to go walk in. Security guards, what do you think you're doing? And we're like, going into Adventureland. He's like, you didn't get, you didn't pay money to get in. And we're like, what are you talking about? Since when do you have to pay to, to walk Adventureland? But they did away with that. And then I guess because of COVID, they brought it back, which it makes sense, but. Yeah, I, I just, every, everything, it's a business. It's the Adventure Park business, not the Adventure Park friendship. Oh uh, however, I mean, one exciting however. thing, it, uh, I am going to my first big concert uh, coming up next month. And I got tickets. It reminds me I have to pay my sister. Um, I'm going to see the gorillas. Oh. Why? Why do you say it like that condescendingly? Uh, the lead singer said some negative things about Taylor Swift that weren't true. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i thought it was like oh this thing. Uh, but anyway like it's like my 12 year old niece's favorite band um how did, how did somebody get into the gorillas i don't i know. remember being 12 and liking that one song but i texted i texted her the other day i'm like hey what gorilla song should i know for this concert you know she sent back to me hey who is this i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like really New phone who this it's really? uncle chris <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now like it's my first bill. Like I, we went to you know we went to Newfound Glory, which was a small concert. But this is like at Barclay Center. It's gonna we're gonna take the oh. train in. It's gonna be. But they concert. they're not they're not shoot people though, right? They're like cartoons on the projections or something, or they they're actually performing live. They're actually performing. I think like the band is performing behind like a screen or something like that. Oh, I have a buddy of mine that saw the Gorillas a long time ago. I have to text him about it. Um, but I'm pretty I'm stoked about it. It's pretty chill music, you know. Sit there, have uh, an overpriced beer, and enjoy the uh, enjoy the show. I know what is it? I know Feel Good Inc. and I know uh, Clint Eastwood. I think that might be the only two I know. Dirt, there's also the song Dirty Harry, which I enjoy. I'm I just sure went. I went on Apple. I went on Apple Music, and I just typed like, you know, Gorillas Essentials, mm. and just putting on that replay. It's called knowing. It's doing your homework before you go to a show, folks. I mean, I, that's what I did with uh, Hoobastank. Hoobastank. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Dave earlier with Hoobastank. I I didn't know any of the songs and like months ago when they announced that they're going to be at Epcot and I was going to be there while they're at Epcot I was listening to their music I was like I, I don't know any of these songs right before I went to the concert I was listening to the music I was like I literally know the reason that's it oh god what a terrible song that is I'm a big Sorry. fan you and Dave were in the same boat for some reason I thought I, I'm a big fan of that song my ex-girlfriend in high school like loved that song and made mm. me like have that as her ringtone on my like Nokia phone. In, so like in my, like uh, MIDI format or yeah, in, like MIDI <laughs> format. So she's like, "Oh, this has to be my ringtone." And I was like, "Oh god!" And I just hate that song and I just hate that band. It just brings me to bad, depressing times. But do you have life. you ever listened to any of their other music? Yeah, they were like heavy before yeah. that song. Yeah, had no idea. Crawling in the dark had right? no idea. And people in the concert, I was telling Dave, everybody knew lyrics. I was like, how do you know any of these lyrics? How do you know more than the reason? That's it. Yeah. Well, there is a reason that they know these songs, because they enjoy them. Yeah, well, obviously. 
So, yeah, so Gorillas next month. Then I could see AFI in November, I think, which is pretty stoked. But their side project just dropped a new album today that I have to listen to. Um, Black Audio. Uh, but anyway, let's get on to some professional wrestling talk because we had a bunch. And, and last week was a very tumultuous week in the life of all elite wrestling. And it looks like they're kind of straightening the path out uh, with great wrestling. And um, they did it uh, starting with Rampage from last week from Buffalo. You're putting uh, this match over? I'm not putting this match over. I really don't <laughs> want to talk about it that much because Sammy Guevara defeated Darby Allen. That's all we got to say about that. Yeah. Um, I so thought that, that wedding ring spot I thought was so dumb. Yeah. It was, Darby it was got it. distracted by Darby. Darby got distracted by Darby. And then it took two women to help uh, mm-hmm. Sammy get this, win, get, get this win. So anyway, next up you have Samoa Joe coming back out on AEW programming, saying that he's back in business. He, uh, he's He's... He has a bunch more violence, and then he's interrupted by Mark Sterling, who cuts him off, talks about Josh Woods, and uh, you know says he deserves a title shot. Samoa Joe agrees with him, and it's not happening in Buffalo. It's going to happen next week in Albany. So, sets up a match, Samoa Joe versus Josh Woods. So, little mind games there by Mark Sterling. I think they're going to have a, a t- match right now. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Did you see uh, Mark Sterling, uh, by the way, this past weekend at the uh, David Allen uh, suit uh fashion show no oh uh, yeah it's like part of fashion week no it was like in pittsburgh oh <laughs> like david allen's like david, david allen is this, like funny. suit designer that like a lot of like professional wrestlers use so like mark sterling walked this like runway Braun Strowman was there too like walking the runway so that's funny uh, yeah. it's like because new york fashion week just passed i was like oh part of fashion week <laughs> Sasha Banks, Naomi, Smart Mark Sterling, <laughs> all running the running the runway at uh, Fashion Week in New York City. <laughs> uh, after this awesome women's action, Serena Deeb picking up a victory over Madison Rain. So uh, two mainstays of female wrestling over you can say the past ten years. I wish they'd leave Madison Rain off TV though. Why? Like this was her third match. She disappeared for what two months? Okay. I mean, hey, Serena listen, Deeb, too. We haven't seen her in a bit. Now, yeah, but good, like, best of luck to her. Claudio recently did a podcast I was listening to, and he said a lot of people talk about Jamie Hayter being a great yeah. member for the Blackpool Cop Black Club. People saying Serena Deeb. He said Serena Deeb. He was like, Serena Deeb would be awesome. Well, that's when they first formed. I was like, it seems like Serena Deeb is a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. And then everyone was like, Hayter, Jamie Hayter, gotta be Jamie Hayter, my God. Yeah, I think it's just JR saying that, by God. Uh, Yeah, but backstage promo. Backstage promo, Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, just kind of putting over his win it all out. And, uh, you know, he's ready to open the Book of Hobbs, which uh, I hope he comes out with a shoot book. It'd be great. But he gets the Cody Vader now. Would it be too Jericho-esque? Maybe. Maybe. But speaking of Jericho, Darby Allen, the Sports Entertainer of the Week Award during that match. So... Good, good for him. Uh, and your main event, which was a banger, Claudio Castagnoli successfully defends his ROH world title against Dax Harwood. Again, Dax Harwood, wrestler of the year, and showing it in this match. Yeah. The only thing I really didn't like was the, the suplex spot because they did it in the opening contest, but okay. I thought this was a really good match. And yeah, it was awesome. I really think that instead of Darby or Sammy Guevara... It should have been Dax in this. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that too. But you know, hey, listen, they got to give these young guys. Uh, it's young like guys a sh- I mean, I even shot. said last week I didn't get a chance to say it with uh, AEW. I don't think Brian Danielson should have been part of this tournament. 
Really? If they're Why? billing it as champions, like, yes, he was a champion in Ring of Honor and WWE. No no ties to AEW with that, though. I know, but still, you know, it's it, it's uh, a big name, especially in this big tournament. The grand, you know, it's a Grand Slam tournament. I mean, it seems so like, like Brian's going to win the, the tournament. I don't think so. I as think much? it'll it'll be him. Mox, they people are like begging for Mox to go on vacation. I know. Yeah, I mean, but hey, listen, he he is the the heart and soul of uh, AEW. But it's like I feel like that tournament, like if you really wanted to be like have a good tournament and have it be like unpredictable, to me it could have been like if you wanted to include champions, half champions, and half people who have never had it. I know, but it's a tournament of champions. But I'm saying, like, you you didn't have to have a tournament of champions. Will Hobbs could have been in it. Starks could have been in it. Even though Starks was TNT, that wasn't recognized by AEW. Not TNT. uh, FTW. Yeah, FTW, yeah. Yeah. So, cool. So, yep, now let's speak of Moxley. He started off the show on Wednesday Dynamite in Albany, New York, at the MVP Arena, picking up a victory over Sammy Guevara. Um, had a Jay and Ty Mello also try to get in. It, it seems like, like, yes, I understand that Sammy's heel, but like, especially going into this and like, you know, he like, oh, hey, I'm good. He, he did something on his vlog this week where he's like, you know, <sighs> that storming promo what? was awful. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> Mox picks up the victory. Mox goes to the, uh, goes to the finals of the Grand Slam tournament at Grand Slam next week to face off against whoever was the winner of the main event. I like the, uh, the headlock driver on the apron. Yes, and then also the, the, the dirty uh, deeds, right? That was the dirty deeds. Uh, I guess yeah. At one point, okay. Also, uh, when they were doing, I don't know if it was like slap for slap or chop for chop, or whatever. At one point, Sammy chopped. I think it was a chop. He chopped Mox, and Mox like faked an injury, went down, and did Sammy's taunt and got back up. Nice. <laughs> I like that, but oh, man, so, I, like, I don't know why good. people would care. like. Why could anybody care about Sammy Guevara versus Moxley here? Because Sammy's uh, people hate Sammy. Hey, what if like you're what if Sammy's kind of to me when I watch Sammy Guevara, he wrestles as a face, even yeah. though he's a heel. I know, but you just look at his face and you just want to punch him. I don't ever want to punch anybody. I I just look at his face and it just it just makes me cringe. Oh, and you, and you want to hear what else makes me cringe? The fact that I I watched like five seconds of Sammy's vlog before I had to turn it off because it just was infuriating me. Uh, he goes to. Tay, Tay, and he's like, oh, you know anything? You know where he is? Like, she goes, I know Buffalo because of the wings. So also, I was like, oh, my God. I have to just turn this off right now. I, I mean, that is what Buffalo is famous for, no? Uh, the Bills. The Bills? Every time I die. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You think Buffalo is more famous for the Buffalo Bills and every time I die instead of Buffalo wings? Is there a Buffalo day? Are you... In- there's in Buffalo, New York, probably no, a Buffalo Day. There's probably a Buffalo Wing. There's a, a probably a nationwide Buffalo Wing Day. Yeah, well, there's a nationwide day for everything. But I miss Buffalo Wings. Day. You're saying is less famous than the Buffalo Bills? Well, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll eat. Everybody eat eats Buffalo Wings. This is one of the most eaten Everybody foods during the Super chicken Bowl. Chicken wings, brother. Come on. Okay. Now you're like me uh, two weeks ago when we were arguing about something. But it's like there's no way. There's literally no way. All right. I'll eat. I'll eat, I'll eat my sock on this one. Um, and now is it get signed on. by Foley? What's up? I said, no, that one's up. That one's up my. I had to get like a, a thing to put that in my display case. 
Um, but after you this, could, we you had could get they sell art artist hands. I almost said artist hands is weird. They sell like mannequin hands. You could get one of those and put Sako on there. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, but MJF after this match comes out, to, uh, you know, tells it goes back to not being babyface MJF as he was when he came out last week. Goes back to being, uh, I hate everybody. MJF, you people are fat, you're poor, this, that, and thing, and talks about John Moxley. He says he haven't, he hasn't slept a wink, uh, and he said you're a man with no fear, um, and he says it pisses him off. But you know he's saying that he's the devil, and you know when his time comes, he's gonna take the AEW championship. So tread lightly. How did they not have Moxley come out and try to beat the hell out of MJF? Because Moxley just had a match. He's probably in the trainer's room. Uh, and Moxley there wasn't was, even enough time for that. Anyway, he then kind of solidifies everything that happened at All Out, saying, you know, let's get it out of business. He has the first stable on retainer, led by his best friend, Stokely Hathaway, and the stable is now known as The Firm. Um, uh, he walks down. Stokely Hathaway cuts a big... A big uh, Big promo saying, you know, they met in Orlando. He met his friend MJF in Orlando. He wanted to quit AEW. He told him not to quit. And no, he, praised he said he him. Flew, flew up to New York to meet him. From, Orla- from Orlando. Right. Yes, sorry. My apologies. And he said that when they, uh, when they, when MJF doesn't need them, they all go their separate ways. I think that's great. Do that's we so think cool. Big Cass is in AEW, though? He didn't get the graphic. Because, but... because Stokely was like, Morrissey... Well, Morrissey wants to do whatever. Yeah, so maybe maybe they're just using him for an appear, uh, appearance by appearance uh, basis. I'm wondering, come the Royal Rumble, potentially if we could see Big Cass return. That it's always a possibility, especially with the Royal Rumble. Lee Moriarty but, wants the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. The Gun Club want the AEW Tag Team Championships, and Ethan Page wants the All Atlantic Championship. I think this was a much needed promo. Very, very well done. I so out, outstanding. I thought it was very well done. And now, but here's my question now too: Does this like take Stokely away? from jade cargill because he said he's like i'm not a publicist i'm not a manager that's what it seems like yeah so, so it just seems like he's gonna go separate ways but that that's fine i feel like jade doesn't need a mouthpiece anymore i don't think he was with jade later on in the night was he no i don't think so either i don't even remember jade being out there yeah well, there was like you. a quick uh thing backstage if i'm not if i'm maybe i'm making it up i don't know i i, I thought know. she was i don't know so uh, match after this, you had Jungle Boy Jack Perry pick up the victory over Jay Lethal. Awesome match here. Um, you know, you gotta kind of have to, especially after everything that's happened to Jungle Boy all out, kind of have to keep him fresh on people's minds. He's not been looking like the pillar of AEW as of late, though. I know. Well, listen, you gotta build, you gotta knock guys down to build them back up. So that's exactly what they're, especially with all out. We both of us predicted that he was gonna win this match. Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't win this match, and now, he, now it's just. Well, yeah, I mean, he, had, he had Christian play him twice. He had Luchasaurus uh, play him once, I guess, ultimately. Yeah. He had Luchasaurus play him twice. But Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh got involved multiple times in this match. Yeah, Not really the strongest victory for Jungle Boy. But still, victory's a victory. Mm-hmm. That's it. After so, this, man, one of my favorite things from Dynamite, one of my most forward-looking two things, terrible sentence structure. Yeah, God, jeez, who you me? <laughs> Hook and Action Bronson had a training video from uh, Create a Pro. 
Yes, it was. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Action Bronson does in the ring. Yeah, because uh, next week at Grand Slam Rampage, uh, it's going to be Hook and Action Bronson versus, uh, you can say, 2.0, 3.0, Matt Menard and Cool Hand Ange. Yeah. I'm looking, I hope this is I hope this is the main event of that show. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not. It'll probably start the show off. But still, like, no, it's a good... I, first of all, I would assume that the, the title match opens the show like they did... Was that not the opening contest of, of Grand Slam last year? No. Well, no. I, I'm talking about Rampage because they're doing Grand Slam Dynamite and they're doing Grand oh, Slam Rampage. Oh, that's going to be on Rampage? I Yes, that's going to be on Rampage. Oh. Yeah. I guess so. maybe, I don't know. They tend to not edit stuff anyway, so. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm, ab- I'm about it. I like it. Um, it's a great way to, you know, reach the, the hip-hop community, especially with Action Bronson being from Queens. Um. And it was a really cool training session. It was a very beautifully shot uh, highlight package of the two of them. So they're going, they're getting ready. The very first time I was mistaken for Action Bronson was on the boardwalk of Atlantic City. (laughs) It was dark out and somebody goes, oh my God, bro, I love your music. And then he like comes closer. He goes, oh wait, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But I've had, since then, I've had multiple Action Bronson uh uh, uh, instances. You're Action Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. There we go. We'll add that to your list <laughs> of names. You had a backstage promo here with uh, Alec Alec Marvez talking to Luigi the Pizza Guy who then gets cut off by Ethan Page kicking him in the face. Yeah, big boot. Sets up Rampage interrupted by Danhausen. so Ethan Page. Versus Danhausen, former friends, now bitter enemies on Rampage this Friday. I don't what know. About if the, the, what about uh, uh, I think it was I forget it was I think it was on Dark this week when it, they did it from Buffalo. The Dan Housen got the biggest pop in the world when he came out. People were going nuts. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know so, if uh, the AEW AEW locker room was shoot pissed off that this uh, pizza fellow got on the television before them or what. I th- I think it's funny, you know, especially cuz it went that went viral what like 2 weeks ago. Yeah. I'm assuming the guys from the area, they probably booked him to be an extra. Like, okay, here, we got to get over a match. Let's piss everybody off by putting Luigi the Pizza Guy on there. I thought it was great. Yeah, I don't mind that spot, but, like, uh, I guess Miro had some words. Uh, Anthony Agogo, Andrade. Anthony Agogo sucks. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, listen, great fighter and everything like that sucks as a wrestler. Um, and it, it showed off in that Cody Rhodes uh Storyline. Anyway, Matt Hardy shows up again and challenges Darby Allen to a match on Friday on Rampage. So I have written in my notes Darby Allen Nitro, and I'm like, why do I have Nitro written down? And I forgot he had the the Nitro Circus that took place. I think it was MCU Park in or yes, whatever the Coney new Island. name is. I don't. I think I think it's got a new name to it. Home of the Brooklyn Cyclones. Uh, great, great little, great little park right there. Darby Allen. Uh, yeah, I like the atmosphere because you see. Yep, you see the Space Needle right there. Whatever they call it, the Space Needle. What are, uh, the Coney Island the needle gimmick? I don't thing. know. I was gonna say, is it Luna Park? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> that's the the theme park is right there. Or an amusement park, I should say, not theme park. Yeah, you can walk to Nathan's and walk to everything right there. Yeah, I went one July Fourth weekend. So we we so did we, and we got free tie dyed uh, Brooklyn Cyclones hats. I uh, I went with Brad. Brad had had he was given free tickets from the uh, Twitter sphere. Oh yeah. And I went with him and. Uh, we had a suite. It was pretty cool. Nice. Awesome. Um, next up, you had Powerhouse Hobbs squash match against Matt DiMartino. Wait, wait, wait. Also, I got to ask you, does it make sense that Matt Hardy was being heel here? 
Yeah. Like, where does that come from? All of a sudden, like he was, he went from teaming with Darby Allen to now mocking him. Like a month and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, nanoseconds, people's attention spans, nanoseconds, but yeah, squash bash for powerhouse Hobbs, you know, uh, then after the match, Ricky Starks comes down and jumps in the ring and, uh, gets beaten up by Hobbs and uses the microphone and smacks Hobbs in the mouth to get some revenge, busts him open. No, that he was busted open during the match somehow. Oh yeah, okay, sorry. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if it was from the spine buster he ran into him into his mouth or something. I don't know. I mean either. Well uh, next. Yeah. After Go that ahead. we you saw Swerve in our glory pick up the victory over Lucha Bros to retain the AEW Tag Team Championships. This pissed me the hell off. Why was the newly crowned trios champions wrestling for the tag team championships? Meanwhile, the number one contenders, number one ranked competitors, FDR. Is it it that time of the day? Nowhere to uh... be found. I don't think they're doing those anymore because CM Punk and the Bucks and Kenny Omega got suspended. Yeah, the last one they posted was the 31st Mm -hmm. of August. I think they might be... uh... Getting rid of those for right they now. They hurt, but but like, yeah, this, I, like maybe this, they ran out of roster. What do you mean they ran out of roster? Like they didn't have any other competitors to put up as a tag team against Swerving Our Glory here. I don't, I don't I do not understand. Someone tweeted us, tried to like make sense of it. Like, oh, of course it makes so much sense. Blah blah blah. Why would FTR have this shot? Blah blah blah. They have they have three other titles. I'm like those three titles they have are meaningless in AEW. Ring of Honor yeah. is is barely a company right now. It's yeah, not. There's, there's nothing there's there. Still, there's still yeah. They're still trying to get some sort of TV package. They run quarterly pay per views. That that's it. But like the thing that pisses me off is like here, why wouldn't you have? Because also too like afterwards too like a Pac doesn't come out to the ring with them, which confused all which confused all all hell hell out of me. And then he does a backstage interview afterwards. Why would so that they interview went, they afterwards was so bad pack was good pack was phenomenal orange cassidy standing maybe one foot away from pack completely misses the punch and somebody makes a a fake punch sound with their mouth i would you saw them okay okay you hear it you literally hear someone goes so here's what here's my here's my problem they just won the tag team trios match last week i understand that they should have lost you want to a you want to hype your tag team title match next week for Grand Slam with you know because after the match claim comes out like but you could have done like have Death Triangle defend the AEW Trios Championship against a, a bunch of scrubs or so or just have them in a match to show off hey guess what we have these new Trios Championships uh, and then like later was done another backstage segment with the acclaimed and swerve in our glory because there's both both those teams are very good on the microphone. Don't get me wrong, this tag team match slapped. It was awesome. Doing a Canadian destroyer off of somebody's back onto Keith Lee, mwah, chef's kiss, outstanding. But it's just like, why did the Lucha Bros get it when they just won the, the freaking tag trios titles last week? Yeah, they it does I, not the make Lucha sense. Bros shouldn't have had a loss. They shouldn't have if if they wanted to put the Lucha Bros on television, squash match or whatever against the Butcher uh, the you should have put the Butcher and the Blade on there. Any any three man team could have been in there to face the the Lucha Bros. Swerving our glory if you needed them in a match, like you said, Butcher and Blade, they were right there. Yeah. Swerving our glory didn't need a match though. What, like, what, had... the, the acclaim came out afterwards. Two men, very well known in AEW for microphone work. Swerve, 
Max Caster, you need a segment to hype up the, the tag team title match that Tony accidentally made on a media scrum? Have them go word for word back and forth on the mic. In-ring yeah. segment, boom. Yeah, I like put put them on like the stage. People would have still gone nuts for the acclaimed. And I you know, again, I said it on last week's show. The acclaimed have arrived. And I say it right now, I think the acclaimed are walking out of uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium as a tag team champions. If I'm swerving our glory, I'm beyond pissed off at how that media scrum went. I think everybody's pissed off. Let's I don't want to talk about the media scrum anymore This next match makes me a little uh, disappointed, angry-ish. We had Serena what? Deeb randomly teaming with Britt Baker because Britt Baker is no longer on good terms as per that match with Jamie Hayter. So they team up to pick up the victory over Athena and Tony Storm. And there was some good stuff. I like the springboard into the arm bar with Athena and Serena Deeb. To me, though, I think the match kind of fell apart at one point with like... Towards the end, especially with that chair spot afterwards. Yeah. And I and really, too, like, really wanted to like this match. But we saw Athena attack Serena Deeb. Britt Baker attacked Athena. And to me, it's just hard to get behind Athena. All she does, it seems, to it, it, on TV is get attacked and lose. But here's, like, another thing, too. Like, in the middle of a match, like, Serena Deeb hit a single leg crab. And Athena runs in with elbow strikes. And he's trying right. to hit elbow strikes on Serena Deeb. Why wouldn't you go for the legs? <laughs> like, that I don't understand. Yeah, and then we see Jamie Hayter come out, grab the chair from Bip, Britt Baker, and Baker. and use it on Tony Storm. So this randomly gets set up for a women's championship Fatal 4-Way next, next week, and Jamie Hayter's not even involved. But I, and especially with the New York crowd, I think, I don't want to say that fans will take over this this segment in this match by you know going for Jamie Hader, but maybe they're gonna set up Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm at you know full gear. I don't Next know up. if fans are gonna be like into this match. Why does Serena Deeb walk into this and randomly get a shot? Why does Athena get a, t- a title shot? Well I mean as of the last power rankings, uh nope, she wasn't on there. Athena lost to Jade Cargill. She did, so she should be at the back of the totem pole. Serena Deeb, where like where in the rankings was Serena Deeb? We have seen her off TV for 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 weeks or months. Well, it was supposed to be Hikaru Shida in this match, but they ran an angle on Dark where she got attacked by Britt Baker, so that's why Athena got put into this match. It's just like, but, like I said the other week, it's just like circling of tag team partners with the women's division. I know. Well, and they do that stuff with uh, like Wardlow. Where was he? He wasn't on this week's episode. No, he wasn't. So maybe they'll have next week. We'll see. They get they get three hours a week. You have to kind of pick and choose who you're gonna put in there. I I had pizza guy. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Anyway, main event, Brian Danielson picks up a victory over the wizard Chris Jericho. I thought this match was better than their match at all out. A hundred percent better than their match at all out. I don't know how anyone was interested in that match at all out. I thought it was bad. This match was so much it. better than their match at all out. Brian Danielson has never defeated Chris Jericho in singles action before in his career. Really? Yes. So did you like look that up? No, they even said that on. Well, I went and and uh, just fact checked it, but they did say it on commentary. And you have notes, by the way. 
What do you mean? You have notes for the show? Of course. Wow, I have one note. No, I gotta make sure I have every single uh, match and segment. Yeah, okay. Alright, continue on. Yeah, but this match is great. It's gonna be, it's now Moxley versus Brian Danielson, two of the members of the BCC uh, at Grand, uh, Grand Slam. I thought, uh, I thought maybe they'd have, um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I, I thought maybe they would have Chris Jericho like win the championship. I feel like he's the established person, but that's why I think Brian Danielson's walking out of Grand Slam as champion. I don't think so. I think it's going to be Moxley because the way they had, that... I mean, they had Brian in this match, hurt his ankle. Jericho yeah. went after that. So he's walking into to Grand Slam injured as per this match. Yeah, so maybe that, especially, you know, these guys thrive on violence, so maybe he's just going to be violent towards his uh, ankle. And, uh, yeah, the fans, uh, I feel like they died during this match. Okay. And uh, Mox came out afterwards, had a stare down where uh, a few fans chanted BCC. I don't necessarily like the fact that the BCC are the ones in that match, but William Regal will probably be on commentary, so that's awesome. And it'll and, be another awkward comment towards the Scalber. Yeah. I don't know. I why, love I don't know it's a, such a weird thing that they're. <laughs> it's, they it's so good. But uh, it's it's basically how the bullet, the bullet club. I always say bullet club. The Blackpool Combat Club started was between John Moxley and Brian Danielson. Yeah. But there's a shell of respect between these two men. And then they'll go on and do their thing. Yeah. So, so. that's I think that's a cool aspect of it. Do I think they're going to reach out to Billie Jean King? I don't. Do I think they should have done that last year? A hundred percent. I think it's so stupid like, that they did. Billy Jean King. Yes. What are you talking about? They're at Grand Slam, Arthur Ashe Stadium. The the complex is named after Billy Jean King. I know. It's like I, I filmed there before. That's cool. Yeah, it was. I did a uh, Jewish tennis tournament. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So it's cool. It's a cool complex and uh, great slam should be good. You know, like after the tumultuous week they had, they're kind of like, and you said it last week too, they went back to like just wrestling and they're kind of still honing in. I said in. it last week. No, I said it last week. <laughs> you weren't here last week. Right. That's what I, I thought you were partying hardy in uh, somewhere. So, but yeah. So I'm about it. Next week, Grand Slam is going to be a lot of fun. Acclaim versus uh, Swerve in Our Glory rematch. From all out, Mox versus Danielson too. Um, trying to see if what uh, what other matches are. That's that f- women's four way match for the interim title. Um, yeah, so rock and roll. So on that note, let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week. Uh, this week comes from Monday Night Raw. Johnny Gargano versus Chad Gable. Johnny Gargano's back. Johnny wrestling and uh, great to put Chad Gable. In a spot like this, where they both wrestled, and wrestling's fun, and yeah, you're gonna Dave and I yeah. put it over big time. Yeah, it was. Oh, whoops. Can you put? <laughs> what do you want me? To... Can you put the? Uh... Can you put the oven? What do you? Brandon said in I... random messages. Yep. <laughs> That's about the oven. <laughs> On we that gotta, note, Brandon, heat the show up, brother. Yeah, <laughs> heat this up, all right. Brandon, who are you shouting out? Jerry Stiller gets the first shout out because I was watching King of Queens and he's just so good. He's on he was on Seinfeld also. 
and I, I really, I wish I got to meet him or see him perform live, but Jerry Siller is one of the funniest people I've ever watched on television and, uh, watch King of Queens. I can only say that, uh, next shout out goes to Henry Winkler. I watched a movie on the airplane coming home called family squares and it's mostly filmed on zoom, but it like works for the movie because it's about like a family. They come together on zoom to watch the, the matriarch of the family die basically. And then everything unfolds from that where she's like leaves videos to, to spill secrets of the family and stuff. And it stars Henry Winkler, obviously, Margot Martindale, Judy Greer, Sam Richardson, Casey Wilson, June Squibb, and and so much, so many more people. It's a pretty stacked cast. Rob Reiner narrates it. But had Henry Winkler not been in it, I don't know if I would have chosen to watch that on the airplane. But I just think he's an incredible actor. And uh, if you somehow have the ability to watch the movie i'd say check it out the last shout out though goes to monsters inc laugh floor is that one of your uh go-to attractions at disney world or nah no way uh, sorry i to me i wish that shows with the live actors were longer because i think they're like really funny and okay. I was shown once before on the screen before the show starts, and it said Sully's brother underneath, and I thought, like, that's funny. <laughs> this that time funny. I was shown on the screen, and it said, we'll treat everyone to churros. So I thought that was funny. And these shows, I think, are so funny. They they were interviewing a, a couple, and they're like, oh, how long have you been together? And the guy's like, four years. He goes, oh, so you're going to propose? <laughs> <laughs> and oh the guy's like, oh, God. oh, no, no, no. And he goes, well, why not? And he's like forcing the guy into like a proposal or whatever. I thought it was the funniest thing because it's like, obviously it's made for, for children to laugh, but they throw in adult stuff like that too where yeah, I think it's so funny. And it's like that show and uh, Turtle Talk with Crush could be like really, really good sometimes. I've done Turtle Talk with Crush. That could be very funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I completely forgot to do Turtle Talk this time. I got to. Remember and make a mental note, do turtle talk, dude. All right, dude. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Um, uh, I know we're going to go into a lot of D23 stuff here. Uh, I, I, well, I, I feel just, like we should save that. Why? Well, because I, I don't know, just like after the fact, I don't know. Throw why in a it? wrestling one real quick. Oh, I'm, well, I, I I don't have a wrestling one. I have a, well, go ahead. What do you got? Ninten- I have a Nintendo one. Oh, because of GoldenEye? <laughs> yes. Nintendo I hope this week. Brother, I hope for the sake of people who use the Switch that it's nothing like the Wii version. Oh, yeah, the Wii version was all right. I thought that the Wii version was... Was it the Wii version I'm thinking of, or was it PlayStation that they did a, a golden eye on? No, I think it was, it was the Wii. Wii? Was I remember it being like a huge flop. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, maybe I'm misremembering it, but... but... Yeah, that's the only thing I really took out of that Nintendo Direct. I mean, I could care less about I'm not a Zelda guy, um, but yeah, they released the new game and stuff like that. But this 
this is going to make the Nintendo Switch, uh, whatever it is, online uh, outstanding for me. Yeah, so I hope everybody who has a Switch and wants GoldenEye enjoys it because GoldenEye for Nintendo 64 is literally one of the best games. Best games of all time. Ever, yeah. Odd job. Best character. I'll put that up there with Tetris for <laughs> Game Boy. One of my favorite games. All right, wrestling wise, what do you have, Mark? Out wise, uh, well, I I had no clue this that that this existed before seeing another one, which I'll talk about also. But when Stranger Things was coming out this year, uh-huh. Netflix Mexico put out a video featuring El Hijo del Santo, where he okay. portrayed his father wrestling in Hawkins, Indiana, and he wrestles a demigorgon. Really? Yeah, and then... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think it's cool because Santo starred in, like, maybe over 50 movies. So I thought it was, like, a cool throwback to have his son play him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the thing that I saw that led me to that Netflix ad, there's a new spot for Cobra Kai's new season featuring K Monito, Ultimo Guerrero, Reina Isis, and Mystico, who's the original Sin Cara. Okay. I don't understand any of the words in the commercials, obviously, <laughs> but I understand it enough to know what's happening in both commercials. And yeah, K Monito and Ultimo Guerrero are probably one of the most like famous wrestling gifts where Guerrero drop kicks the absolute hell out of K Monito off the apron and he goes flying. He's the 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 little the, the little blue guy. Okay. Oh yeah. I remember that. So, so they did that, and here's Mystico training him to to overcome that spot with Ultimo Guerrero now, and I think it's so funny that they're doing that. I think it's a very clever way to tie uh, Mexican promotion for a, a television program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought those were cool. But as far as D twenty three goes, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff being dropped. Figment meet and greet. That's all I care about. That's I it. think that's pretty cool. That's uh, making its return to the parks. I... Yeah, because there was, there's been so many years where they're like, yep, guess what? Figment to your imagination. We're getting rid of it. See you later. Adios. Guess what? It's coming back. Guess what? We're getting rid of it again. Oh, hey, it's going to stay now. Here's and the now thing, like, though. Why is it taking a... so long to debut in the parks? Maybe because they want to do it strategically. Nobody understands any of this. Dude, they, they tease that Dino Land USA and Animal Kingdom could be replaced by Zootopia and Moana, which, like, literally makes no sense because yeah. it's not what Animal Kingdom is about. Yeah, I know. But, like, I, I'm like I'm fine if they do that, but it's still, like, not what Animal Kingdom was about. They also teased Coco and Encanto being put behind Big Thunder Mountain, which yeah. really also doesn't make sense. I've been waiting since 2018 for the damn railroad to come back, and right behind Big Thunder is the railroad. So I don't know how they would go about doing that, maybe a railroad crossing or something like that, but that kind of also doesn't make sense but if it happens i'd more than be i'd be more than happy to welcome that because i'm a yeah. i'm a huge fan of of coco and i think that coco should have an attraction where people were like well just take get rid of the 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 three caballeros and i'm like no no don't not. get rid of the three caballeros in my head i can picture a coco ride where it's like you you go into the the whatever you call it the where the the grave is yes 
I forget the name of it, sorry. And you're you're in the ride, it's like a trackless ride in my mind. And you hear like boom <laughs> and it's like the guitar beat yeah. string, and then all the leaves come alive, and you like get sucked into the 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 afterlife or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I think that'd be so cool. You could ride on an Alabrija, I think that'd be dope. In my mind, there's a Coco ride, and I hope it lives up to the expectations or whatever happens with that. Yeah, except for, like, the two minutes they have it in Mickey's Magic, Which is still, like, that's still cool yeah. that they added Coco there. Absolutely. But they also teased a new villain's park. Yes, in but, Magic Kingdom, correct? Yeah, and I don't I guess also behind Big Thunder, but people really don't think any of this is going to happen. And going what? back and watching the actual footage from D23, it seems like they forgot that they had D23. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with that. But, like, the things that we know that they actually did confirm, the hat box goes from Disneyland's Haunted Mansion will be making its debut at Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion. So I think yeah, that's cool. It. There are people who are like, yeah, it's not my Disney World. But like, yes, I get it that, like, that's a Disneyland thing. That's good for them, but I don't want it here. I think it's a cool thing to have. It's a, a cool feature. That Figment meet and greet, like you said, I think is cool. Yeah. Uh, they announced a bunch of new movies, like a Lion King prequel, like, uh, called Mufasa. Yes. Which I think is going to be interesting that they, like, of all the things to do, they, they went with a prequel. Yeah, I mean... I'm about it. I like it. I'm about it. Uh, Inside Out 2, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. They showed off teasers for The Little Mermaid, which I'm pumped for. Yeah, I that got a lot of... Uh... Yeah, because people are stupid and racist. Yep, absolutely. They also dropped a new trailer for the, the National Treasure Show. Okay. And I'm I pumped that. for that because it's like... I, when you, you hear the show is not going to have Nick Cage in it, it's like it's oh, not gonna that have sucks. Nick Cage in it. No, well, I don't know because they had they have the the officer from the from the movies. They have Riley. He pops up in the trailer, which was a big shock to me. My thought: they have Jerry Bruckheimer has gone on the record of saying that they have a National Treasure three script ready to go for Nick Cage. What if this, like the last episode with Disney Plus, they release episode 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 yeah. weekly. Last episode, everybody's watching National Treasure. Boom. Nick Cage shows up, and that leads to the, the third movie. Maybe not. Most likely not. But still, potentially, especially with Riley and the officer being in there. Yeah. The FBI agent, whatever he was, the detective. I think that, that could definitely work. But, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there's a bunch of Star Wars stuff that was uh, announced. There's a bunch of Marvel stuff that was announced too. Um, there's a new there's a new uh, Mickey game coming to the Switch. Uh, Disney Illusion Island debuts for the Switch in 2023, which I think is pretty cool. The Peter Pan and Wendy. Oh yeah, teaser. Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, Disney. Snow uh, White also. Snow White also. Elemental. Another Pixar movie that's going to come out. Yeah. Elements. People were, people were complaining because it's like. Well, here you are featuring and focusing on movies that have already been movies. Yes. And I, then they released maybe like uh, four non, like brand new scripts, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I'm fine with any of it. I, I was a big, a lot of people somehow in their mind think that the Lion King remake or, or live action, whatever they want to call it, flopped. It did not flop. Yeah. It did very well at the box office. Do I think that Beyonce should have won a Grammy over <laughs> Aladdin? Don't, don't put that out in the universe, Brandon, because <laughs> t- 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 the beehive will come after you. I don't, I, it just, it didn't make sense. Uh, what else Naomi I... Scott, I think, was robbed of a, a, a Grammy or an Oscar or whatever for Speechless because that song I thought was phenomenal. Beyonce's, eh. There's a new Mickey uh, documentary coming. Oh, I'm pumped. That's on Mickey Mouse's birthday. Yeah, on November 18th, Mickey, the story of Mickey Mouse, which I think looks really awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a, a whole bunch of stuff was was announced. Which is, uh, to stuff. go back to pro wrestling and also stay on Disney – with uh, She-Hulk, I, I I should mention. David Otunga. Spoilers-ish, I guess. But uh, it's not like a, a plot point. But yeah, David Otunga was on last week's episode. He was on this week's episode. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Also, just a wrestling uh, mark-out moment. Howie Mandel had Simon Cowell on his podcast. Simon Cowell does not do podcasts, apparently. Yes. He's on Howie Mandel's podcast. And finally spoke about doing the album with WWE. Like, he didn't really go into it, but Mm -hmm. they did mention the Slam Jam music video that Simon produced. I think he was an executive producer of that, which was on the the WrestleMania, the album. And uh, so, like, technically, he produced Linda McMahon's theme song, the one that went on to become her theme song. Okay. Or executive produced. So I just thought it was cool that... For years, like literally, there's I don't think there's ever been an interview with Simon Cowell where he's spoken about his time working on the WWF album. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool that Howie Mandel had him on and actually spoke about it. Yeah. They went into uh, speaking about the, the Power Rangers song, which I think is garbage, but it sold like record numbers. <laughs> what the... Go, go, Power no, Rangers. No, no, he did, like, I, I want to say it was some disco Power Rangers song that sold, like, crazy numbers. Okay. That he did, he was, like, he said in the interview, like, at one point, he was just he was just trying to, like, sign anybody. And he saw that WWE did a, a record sellout at Wembley Stadium for SummerSlam. And he's like, I wonder if I could sign them. So he talked to Vince McMahon. And Vince is like, well, they don't sing. And he's like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll get... I'll get what I need to out of it to make yeah. it an album. Was it a, okay. su- a success here? Not really, but not at all. It was. That's. I think that's the the slam jam was a hit overseas. I think. Oh, really? I think so. If I'm not mistaken, I think the album itself might have been very popular overseas. All right, interesting. But that song itself, the the WrestleMania song that that randomly takes a, a thing for a hype video of where Jimmy Jam Garvin debuts in WWE, and you hear earlier in the interview, uh, Mean Gene say, "Who will survive?" That gets sampled for the song, and then Jimmy Jam shows up. He goes, "Are you ready for the Survivor Series?" <laughs> and then Mean Gene goes into whatever he does. But what, like, why is that part of a WrestleMania song? Probably because Simon Cowell doesn't know about wrestling. <laughs> That's it. The time Jimmy Jimmy Jam came along. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty cool. But that's that's for me. Those are the mark out moments of the week. I'm I'm very excited to see what else comes with uh, 
Disney World and in the future, and I hope everything opens. They they announced. I was. It makes no sense. I thought Tron would be open come December, but they're like springtime. But that could always get pushed back because it's Disney. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's our uh, our podcast for this week. Uh, marking out six oh six next week. Grand Slam. We'll talk all about that. We'll talk about the world of the WWE, especially next week, because it looks like NXT is going back to the black and gold or the white and gold, whatever you want to call it. Regardless, uh, you can follow us on social media, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, uh, TikTok.com slash out. Is it that? Or I think it's just at, it's TikTok.com slash at out. Oh, so that doesn't make sense. At Market Out on TikTok. Yeah. Um, Instagram and YouTube at Market Out 11. You can email us, Market Out 1 at gmail.com. Buy our shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Market Out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. You can follow Brandon on all social media at BTTG161. And David on all social media at David DP. DPT. Whatever. Also, David filmed the TikTok this week, so I think. I think you're next. <laughs> nope, absolutely not. I'm gonna well, continue. We'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna continue being a boomer. Oh. And <laughs> boomers are all over TikTok. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks, bro. You just Sorry. gotta go on to TikTok and point. That's it. All you gotta do is just sit there and point. Pretty much, yeah. That's a TikTok. All right, nah, I'm good. Thanks, fam. <laughs> so, um, did you guys talk about the PWI 500? I'm not. I refuse to. Perfect. I love that. And on that note, we wish you the. the- Best, Best of, of luck in your, your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh.